Hello, this is Dealcast. I'm Kat Van Hoof uh, from Deal Reporter. With me here today to discuss GKN's breakup plans and Melrose's potential takeover are Deal Reporter's uh, analytics team, Amit Rautani, and senior reporter Juliana Needham. The war of words between the two sides has been heating up, with GKN accusing Melrose of offering a fake premium. What's the latest here, Juliana? Well, just going back a little bit, uh, Melrose monitors all UK-listed industrial companies that fit within its criteria, and they're particularly interested in those that are underperforming. Um, Last year, GKN issued a profit warning towards the end of last year. Then after quite a long-running process to appoint a new CEO to replace the previous one, uh, they appointed an internal candidate, Kevin Cummings, who was the head of the aerospace division. But before he even started work, he... Uh, the company announced he would be leaving with immediate effect. This news followed news of a a significant external claim relating to GKN Aerospace. So the end of last year, GKN wasn't in a great position. Melrose had been monitoring, we understand, GKN for years. Melrose is a turnaround specialist that focuses on industrial companies. It likes businesses in the UK, in Northern Europe and in America. Um, and it, it looks by underperforming businesses and improve them. So it's made an offer that values GKN at £7.4 billion. Melrose says its offer of cash and shares represents a 32% premium to the undisturbed share price. Um, the deal would see GKN shareholders own around 57% of the combined group. Amit, you've been looking at the premium issue in a bit more detail. Where is this accu- accusation from GKN about um, Melrose putting forward a fake premium coming from, really? Well, to understand the discrepancy in the premiums being claimed, we would have to understand the methods being used to calculate them. GKN has used what they call a delivered premium. Effectively, what they've done is taken the market cap of both GKN and Melrose, added those together, and then taken 57% of that value as the share of equity that GKN holders would have in the postal entity. They've then added the cash consideration, which GKN shareholders would receive and divided that by the number of GKN shares outstanding pre-deal to get a per share price of £3.6 per share, giving them an 11% premium above the undisturbed price. So quite a bit less than the 32 that Melrose is claiming. Quite a bit less, yes. Melrose, on the other hand, has used a slightly different convention, but one that we might be more used to in, in, regular, in regular assessment of the premium. The share component is driven by the Melrose price. And so they've taken the number of new Melrose shares times by the value of Melrose shares traded on the market. The reason why they're reaching a slightly higher 32% is because they've used the Melrose share price on the 16th of January, which was one day before the firm announcement. The price at this day was a fair bit higher than what it was on the 5th of January, being when GKN had used. To further explain the mismatch, Melrose used GKN's undisturbed price against this higher Melrose price, therefore arriving at a 32% premium. To put this in context, Melrose last year acquired Nortec at a 37.6% premium, vaguing the range of what they claim to be paying for GKN this time around. Juliana, what does GKN have to say about why it's best place to remain an independent entity? Well, GKN has hastily appointed a CEO. It didn't have one from the end of last year. They had Anne Stevens, who was a board member, um, a non-executive director, acting as CEO um, until a permanent one was found. She has now been appointed as the permanent CEO. She, she's got a very well-matched background. She used to work at Ford in North America 
and was involved in in restructuring there and, and turnaround programs there. She's also been on the board of Lockheed Martin, so she's got both automotive and aerospace experience, but she doesn't have any very recent executive experience. GKN has also said it will deliver a, a separation of its two main divisions, automotive and aerospace, and this follows in the footsteps of a much broader trend of breaking up of industrial conglomerates. We've seen companies across the globe uh, separate divisions, GE, Siemens, Autoliv, Delphi, to name a few. But GKN has refuted an accusation by Melrose that they will do this breakup hastily. So why does Melrose think it can do a better job then? Well, Melrose has moved very quickly on this. It's published a presentation setting out its case and highlighted its track record of shareholder returns compared to GKN. Melrose argued that GKN has missed targets on both of its key divisions, um, aerospace and driveline, uh, and they say they can improve GKN's trading margins to exceed 10% for the group. Um, Melrose also say they're best placed to manage GKN's pension deficit, which is an issue that was highlighted last week by the pension trustee. And Melrose has set out in its presentation their experience of dealing with and managing UK pension schemes uh, for the companies they'd previously acquired. So how would this takeover work in practice? How was Melrose planning to finance this deal? So as we previously mentioned, 80% of the deal of the offer consideration will be in shares and the remainder 20% will be in cash. Uh, GKN has contested that Melrose is basically funding the cash consideration with GKN's balance sheet. B- GKN has a 0.6 times net debt to bit the balance sheet at the moment, uh, whereas Melrose is fairly high, much more higher in terms of leverage at 2.3 times. Um, it begs the question whether financing the cash consideration from the combined balance sheet is terribly different from a share buyback or a dividend if the share consideration is going, again, only to the GKN shareholders. And given that business separations and asset disposals are being considered, does GKN really need a unlevered balance sheet for a strategy of internal process improvement? So what do GKN's shareholders make of this? Well, we've had really mixed responses from them. It, what they're saying is it comes down to one thing. Who is better managing this company going forward? Melrose is very experienced, very well-regarded management team. that has got a track record of turning around underperforming industrial companies. Or GKN's management team, new CEO, who, who does have very relevant experience, uh, but is untested within this company. So shareholders are inclined. The, several we've spoken to say they're inclined to go with GKN and and see how the new CEO can perform and and what they're going to propose for the longer term strategy when they're going to separate the two divisions. One shareholder that I spoke to said that the fat has been trimmed with with this company. There isn't a lot more cost cutting that can be done very easily Uh, and they were sceptical that Melrose could deliver on their promises for improved margins. But another larger shareholder said they think... um, GKN shareholders should accept the offer. They think it's a good offer. They think any plans that GKN has to turn around the business will take a longer time. They think the, the company is better off in Melrose's hands. Vulcan, which is GKN's biggest active shareholder, they have said that they want to see GKN's board engage with Melrose, but they haven't said anything definitive about whether they, they support the offer yet. And I mean, you've been looking at some of the cross shareholders for both companies. We have. We've been looking at regulatory disclosures under the UK Takeover Code 
and we found substantial cross-holdings. Of the long GKN shareholders that also hold long positions in Melrose, we found uh, a collective total of almost 38% holding the share capital of GKN and the same investors holding 74% of the share capital in Melrose. To stratify slightly further, we found that there were 20%, a collective of 27% of shareholders in GKN had either a short or no disclosed position in Melrose. So it sounds like this deal could still go every which way um, at this stage. Uh, Thank you very much, Amit and Juliana, um, and hope to see you next time.